Good morning. We are at CanXR. It's me, Justine Harcourt de Tourville, and I'm very pleased to welcome Eddie Liu, who is the director of the Sandbox Immersive Festival. And I think you also have a uh, studio you might want to mention. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Eddie Liu. Um, I'm from Sandbox Immersive Festival. Also, I have a production studio called Sandman, Sandman Studio. It's, it's a little bit confusing, but uh, it shares the same, like, uh, uh, word of sand, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So basically, um, we organize the, the the biggest uh, VR festival in China, and also we're trying to use the production team to experiment with the medium. Yeah. Well, great. Well, welcome, Eddie. China is quite the story when it comes to immersive technology and XR. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think China's been. Experiment, like experimenting with uh, AR, VR, XR <laughs> uh, since pretty early, uh, 2015, 14, around that time. Uh, I, back then, it was still quite a small community, but now uh, as the technology advanced and uh, more, more companies started to work on this, uh, in this field, uh, we have quite an active um, uh, community working on technology, uh, software, and content as well. So uh, I, I do think it's it's one of the most active um, industry uh, for for XR. I think one thing I think that's maybe worth you know elaborating a little bit is about what the Chinese um, audience is like. I, I think they're they're probably a little different than the European or the North American or the Latin American and African. If we're yeah. going to get down to it, what are some characteristics you can globally describe the Chinese market. Yeah. So in terms of, I think there are two, there are two different uh, parts, right? The, the okay. industry and right. the uh, the industry and the uh, the consumer market. Okay. So for the consumer, I think all, especially I think younger generation, they all kind of they are kind of similar. You know, okay. they all want something new, want something exciting, and they've been watching films and TV for many years, and they definitely want something new. Right. Uh, so this is something that I think XR can provide uh, to the new. Uh, to the, to the younger generation, they're, yeah. they're very thirsty. <laughs> they're uh, yeah. thirsty. <laughs> yeah. They crave for new stuff. Yes, and and also uh, what's what's been a little bit different in China is that we have a huge population, and um, and it, we all grown up in a very in a very severe uh, competition. Oh, very so competitive market. Very, com very competitive, <laughs> like, people. Oh, the people are competitive. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, because we've grown up with... You so know, many. You have to compete with your classmates. You have to compete with everyone else around you. So it's it's a very competitive environment. It's it's tough. <laughs> I would say when you have a population of that, that you're actually competing among your large population as it is, that, that must be yeah, quite hard. Yeah, because, like, every year we have approximately seven to eight million uh, graduates from college. Wow. So that's a lot of people. And they need to compete for work. They need to compete for jobs, which wow. which actually create a, like a very, uh, a lot of pressure on everyone. Yeah. So so that actually caused um, people wanted to 
uh, wanted to uh, ex- um, how should I say I, I wanted to uh, find more types of entertainment because they want to be entertained because they, their work has been very their, their life also being very tough and they wow. need all different kinds of uh, entertainment so they go to clubs they go to karaoke they go to all different kinds of events and and with the the emergence of AR VR I think a lot of people show a lot of interest to kind of offset that really push push culture of, or driving culture yeah because you know the, the dominant medium in China right now for younger generation are games okay. mobile mobile games or NPC games as well but mobile is more dominant um, because people people always attracted to those games and they, they've been spending a lot of time trying to have an escape to their very daily competitive lives. yeah daily <laughs> lives and I just think that ARVR is the next step <laughs> for them and uh, it's hard, you know it's 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 um, probably is pretty difficult you know it, we we kind of creating this uh, addictive tools uh, and providing them in the future though I mean we're <laughs> creating this this platform allow them to immerse themselves in a deeper way Wow. Trying to get escape um, from the daily lives, but, but so I, I do think people in China will want an even better, even immersed, uh, immersed, a better immersion. Uh, more uh, than yeah, more than TVs, films, and games. So I think we can. Uh, people totally wanted to do that, but right now it's the technology and the content is not there yet. So they they, they and also there is very little accessibility right. of, of those hardware and content so they do not really they're, they're not getting into VR just yet. So it's it is such a large market so maybe it's harder to penetrate and saturate the larger market is that kind of it? Just Yeah I mean if you if you think about China because it's it's um it's a huge country right. and, it's, uh, and we have different provinces and different provinces have different subcultures too. Okay. So you can consider China as like a European Union. Yes. <laughs> uh, geographically and population-wise. Right. <laughs> uh, it's so, still even larger than the European <laughs> Union. I still think we're yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, for example, I just talked to my friends ye- yesterday that Beijing, uh-huh. one city, has 60, uh, uh, 30, 38 uh, million people. Uh, million, uh, people okay let's think about that 38 million people yeah wow (laughs) in one city wow that's that's a country yeah yeah i know i know beijing's a country and then you still have shanghai and you have many others so 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 if you think about china it's it's you cannot really treat it as one country it's it's a a collection of subgroups subculture yeah so even for chinese company who wanted to roll out a any kind of entertainment products, they have to think about whether they can f- fit uh, fit multiple all the cultures. multiple cultures. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So it's a, it's a quite tricky market to do, uh, even for Chinese <laughs> company. <laughs> it's even worse for uh, foreign companies. <laughs> wow, this is really fascinating because you're you're basically saying um, there's certainly a drive to here because there's a, a competitive culture and a um, a large population. There's a drive to find things that will offset that, like immersion. So there's a true need in a way. I think so. Yeah. But then that need is multiplied by the many different extra cultures and the large population for itself. Wow, that's a yeah. That's, but if that's we, not an easy. <laughs> yeah, but if we if you if you think about the roots of entertainment, I mean, right. it's 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 universal. Right. I think true. It's universal. True. Um, but it's just when 
uh, the difference will be how you presented it, okay, and what kind of content you should present it to. So I mean, uh, I mean, with with the, with the internet, I think people has been unified quite a bit. True. Um, the, we've been globalized, right? Globalized, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think people will, right. yeah, <laughs> people have been uh, looking to similar things because also the, with the social network, uh-huh. I think a lot of people are trying to become closer, trying to become similar. Right. Um, I, I think you know if we design something that universally work, universally works, uh, psychology psychologically right. the same. Uh, I think they'll just work on many people. Well, that makes sense. I mean, emotions are universal. I mean, fear, yeah, exactly. anger. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, joy, surprise. I mean, that makes sense. But is there any kind of content that you see works especially well in China? If we speak about it. Yeah, sure. From a unified many country subculture yeah. Yeah, so perspective. For, yeah, for example, like area experiences, I, I, I speak VR for now. Uh-huh. And uh, so in China, we started to have those like VR arcades, paths, right. centers starting from 2015. Early, and, which is early. Yeah, it's pretty early actually. <laughs> and we, we've been through f- several waves of, uh-huh. of these companies started to started to uh, emerge and started to like fail and the new companies coming out again and so we have we we been through several waves of that and uh, as far as I know uh, from the market feedback people still willing to go to the experiences which are Emotionally very emotionally strong, uh, intense. Are they wanting more story? Like um, yeah. So I mean, it depends. Like cinematic it, or it depends. Uh, okay. So if, so we have like VR cinemas, right. which provides cinematic and storytelling content, and there's also VR arcades, which very game focused. So for games, people are still, you know, very interested in those shooters. Although those. A lot of those shooter games are not very well polished or not very well designed, mm-hmm. but people still wanted to do that because it's very direct. It's emotionally very direct, and and then the, there's also horror experiences people like to try. They really do. Yes, they do. I mean, also it's it's it can go very viral because people always people some people wanted to be scared, yeah. and there are more people wanted to see people scared. <laughs> To watch people scared, <laughs> and they can they can tweet they can you know share on their <laughs> it's it's like it's yes it's a human human thing. okay let's watch people being scared of okay, yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality so so her experiences shooter games uh, like social experiences in general uh-huh. uh, started to become very popular now okay and for cinematic it's quite. It's quite different because some people like documentaries, some people like animation, some people like horror experiences. Uh, so these three I just mentioned are the top three. Oh, nice. Well, uh, there was one, I, I, I don't know why, but it's very interesting. One of the documentary actually marks the highest uh, uh, highest income of VR cinemas. Really? Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought it would, must be like... Um, heavy visual effects kind of experiences but actually one of the top one was a documentary that's fascinating yeah it's it's kind of you know i I don't know why but you know sometimes it's sometimes chinese are very hard to predict you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i can imagine yeah wow well 
you are going to be programming or, you know, looking at programming for your own festival very soon. Do you want yeah. to talk about Sandbox? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we are... We are running the second year uh-huh. uh, of our own uh, independent uh, VR festival. It's called Sandbox Immersive Festival. Uh, last year was the first edition, and we are doing it again, second year, uh, next month in June, last week of June. Okay, but can you tell us where it is? Yeah, I can't, sure. I can spell it, but I can't <laughs> it's pronounce it. Um, it's called Qingtao. Qingtao. Uh, yeah, so it's very well known for its beer. It, we imported... Uh, oh. Beer from Munich, mm-hmm. uh, more than hundred years ago. So, okay. so you can you can actually find Qingdao beer in your supermarket in in Europe and US. Okay, no wonder we all know how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's we have different spelling, uh, but it's T S I N G T A O. Okay, so that's the English proper English one. Uh, but Chinese it's Q I N G D A O. So it's a Different spelling. Anyway, so it's a it's a city by the ocean by the coast. It's right. a coastal city. It really looked like Han. Nice. Uh, actually, I got an idea of running the festival in Jingtao because I was uh, when I was in Can ah. two years ago, and I was saying you know it's such a beautiful beach, such a beautiful scenery, and people really enjoy this festival uh, environment. And now the sand is making sense. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we really wanted to create this atmosphere and environment uh, that people can enjoy, can relax, and also talk about their work. Right. And then see the 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 uh, see the art pieces as well. So, you know, I think Qingdao is a good place to to do that. Yeah. Wow. Well, yes, it's a great environment. I mean, who can't help but coming out of like being indoors and looking at experiences all day and walking outside yeah. in such beautiful landscape yeah, yeah. makes such a difference. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's impressive. Well, any things you want to tell us that, that will, yeah, will sure. be happening? Yeah. So we uh, so it's although it's a second year, it's very young, um, but we actually uh, curated a very uh, interesting group of people uh, from all around the world uh, not only in China but also globally Um, so we really wanted to use this opportunity to show uh, what has been happening in China whether it's industry wise or creative wise Uh, so we want to showcase global projects but also Chinese uh, artists and Chinese work as well so we invite all the people around the world to come over and see see the, our uh, curation and selection. But also at the same time, we'll have uh, two days of talks and keynotes and conferences that we really wanted to dive into the industry, how uh, how well it performed right now and what, uh, what China has been doing and what China can bring to the table in terms of um, industry values. And, and also market-wise, uh, how, how well it performed and uh, what everybody's been doing right now. So, in, uh, and we're also going to uh, present six awards to... Wow. Yeah, last year was five, and this year was six. Uh, we actually add immersive marketing um, uh, award to, to the previous selection, uh, to, to, to previous awards, uh, because we really wanted to uh, uh, embrace the creative talents that can bring immersive branding to the next level so well, that's nice to hear yeah so it's uh, like a mini can lion for vr <laughs> but only one award though i mean yeah but we really wanted to see how this medium can help 
with um, storytelling as well. Branding is also storytelling. Uh, sure. Uh, brand brand storytelling. Very concise. <laughs> in in a new way. Yeah. Uh, so that that's behind. That's what's behind the logic. So we're going to present immersive uh, experience award, immersive storytelling awards. Uh, immersive marketing, immersive arts, and there's going to be a grand jury Ooh. award and also a ch- best Chinese project because nice. it's, it's a Chinese uh, festival. <laughs> so, well, it makes sense, and I think that's you know it helps everything helps bring bring the market up. But yeah. I'm excited about the fact that you are addressing branding simply yeah. because it's a it's a way that so many makers have to in, in to practice their art and practice their craft yeah. is they have to take on branding yeah, and yeah. um to at least be acknowledged for the artistic merit yeah uh, it, i think that's great that you're you're taking that on because i've seen quite a few very interesting pieces that are branded mm-hmm. but it shows very strong creative ideas right and execution as well and right. um and i think these work has to be has to be seen by other people because you know most of the the branded work they can only be seen in specific circumstances and um and ap- apart from those events they're trying uh, it's there is nowhere to be seen so i really wanted to to curate a small section uh, of in our program to show people what creative people has been doing with the brands right and to let them know what would be the next generation of marketing um and uh, and also to use such opportunity to educate the brands, in Ch- specifically in China, <laughs> and to let of them what, know what's, what's possible. Co- yeah, what's possible exactly. Oh, that's great. That's um, okay. That's that's new and and you know great for both in China and and the globe. Yeah, and also there's one more thing we're going to do. So last year we had our first uh, pitch session. Uh-huh. We we present uh, ten uh, uh, ten projects okay. similar to like uh, the showcase kaleidoscope did here. Yeah, and um, we're going to have more uh, uh, projects this year. Okay, uh, and we're going to invite the curator of or the festivals and. Uh, uh, and potential investor financiers and also platform to come over to see to to uh, to hear their projects out and then um, then potentially they can support them into future productions that includes both international projects and and Chinese uh, work. Well, and creators we, are going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we're really trying to to uh, to to prepare the festival to be very useful to creators. Not only Chinese creators, but also international creators, and we're also finding uh, some potential funds uh, to support international co-production. Maybe not now, but you know, next couple of months, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to we're in active conversation with some funds and uh, trying to see whether they will be able to support uh, content production uh, or international co-production. Uh, and so, so then we becomes a, a festival that promotes. And and a, a prom- showcase promotes and also incubate projects. That's a lot. Yeah. How are you managing that and running your own studio? Uh, having less uh, sleeping hours. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's a lot of work, but I think it's very in, very exciting. Uh, to work in this front. So on one hand, you're you're pushing like the industry forward, and then how are you finding like besides not having sleep, how are you managing to be creative yourself? Yeah, I mean for the for the studio, we're really trying to experiment what's what would be possible. Okay. So uh, I've seen a couple of uh, projects uh, in the past that really inspire me okay. uh, to 
um, to further explore uh, how we can find the best marriage of tech and arts. Uh, so with our team, we are experimenting with uh, the pro- the, there are two projects we've been working on. One is immersive theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is a which is a China French co-production. Cool. Uh, and we wanted to use this also to see how we co-produce uh, internationally. Uh, but it will be an immersive theater piece based on a Chinese story that we co-write oh, um, nice. uh, with a live actor inside, um, uh, mo-capped yeah, live yeah. actor inside. Uh, basically, you'll be able to see a fictional character in, in Chinese mythology. So that's going to talk to him, going to protect him, something like that. Uh, another one is the one that I mentioned earlier, which is uh, the interactive emotional piece based on Laban notation. Uh, Laban notation is um, when you explain yeah. it has to do with dance. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, Laban notation is the uh, symbolic uh, recording system for for spatial movements that right. has been used for choreography. Right. And uh, we actually developed a system that allows. The, the program, the the, um, the the algorithm to detect your movements and 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 recognize your movement and translate into a love and notation, and then we map your movements with visual effects. So basically, you use your body as a instrument to uh, to uh, interact or to control. In another sense, uh, the visual elements around you, but not only visual, but also sound elements. So, so basically, you move and dance with sounds and visual uh, effects. <laughs> so that's the that's the idea. Well, that is pretty innovative. I mean, it took a it's long time to, to yeah, we, create Laban notation, and then yeah, what you're doing is we actually very spend, next level. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, have the the design team to to study. Uh, a lab annotation like a textbook like this thick <laughs> uh, he's making yeah he's holding his fingers pretty wide apart <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah we really wanted to see how because you know such it's very interesting we, we, because we came across lab annotation in uh, randomly uh-huh. and and we just realized that it's a huge uh, that that's that's perfect uh, system to be working with spatial movement because you know VR is all about spatial movement. Right, and then to convert it into an algorithm, I yeah. think that's yeah, it's very very clever. Yeah, so we are we are now still into. I mean, it's it's our little secret, but uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but we're we're using the system to develop, uh, you know, to experiment further what we can do about it uh, because this movement system can be can be extended into. All different kinds of applications. Sure, but still, we want to use it to create emotional, emotional experience first, uh, and then to see how we, how it goes, and to to you know ex- experiment with it further. So first, as you want to do it in terms of artistry, and then the technology that you've developed is, is secondary can have other purposes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. great! Wow. It's quite impressive. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so there is a couple. So we have a small engineering team to work on the movement system and also visual effects system, uh, interactive uh, visual effects and interactive sounds, sound effects. Oh, neat. So we're here at Conix Art. Eddie, is there anything you've seen that you've, you know, sparked your eye or caught your attention? I know you were on two panels. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe got some crazy questions. <laughs> uh. 
I mean, it's it's now it's it's kind of all similar questions, but it's we are trying to find new answers to those questions. Okay. I think, you know, in terms of distribution, monetization, and co-production, things like that. Um, but um, but you know, it's great to be at Cannes, and 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 it's also great to see can can started to move forward uh, with can xr trying to curate more people more projects and to uh, to find a better place uh, uh, for vr in can well thank you so much for your time i look forward to seeing you on the sand on the other side <laughs> of the, sure. the continent yeah. and good luck with both both your projects and certainly with sandbox immersive festival next month thank you thank you so much yeah bye, bye.